What's up, everyone? My name is Javier Gonzalez, and welcome to the Extrospective Podcast. I am here with freelance local artist Jade Weird. Hello. So today we're here to talk about something pretty big for you. Yes. It's something I've never socially addressed on my social media ever before. So we're just going to let the cat out of the bag and say that I worked as a dancer, a.k.a. a stripper. Okay, so you don't currently do that? Not since the pandemic went down. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you do you have any plans of going back? I honestly really want to go back. Really? Yes. So it's, it's definitely something that you would say you enjoy? Yeah. It's okay. If you think about it, ladies, I know you've joked about it before. I know you've always said, fuck this. I'm going to just be a stripper. I know you've said it before, <laughs> but it's actually going through with it. And you know what? I don't really go out as much as I used to. And mm-hmm. I realized like working at that job, you can, that's like my going out because you're there, you're looking good, you're getting free drinks for the most part, and you're making money doing it. Yeah. So yeah, I would totally go back, but I'm just not really sure of how the pandemic has affected the industry. Like, I definitely don't think it's to the same magnitude as it was, Mm -hmm. but I guess I won't know unless I go back. Okay. I know you, you know, you've always been very outgoing and you've always, you've never been scared of, you know, putting out your thoughts and feelings and, and you're not scared to be who you are. So when you think of people, you don't really think of, oh, they're going to become this or they're going to do this or anything like that. Right. Would you see yourself as 10 years ago, would you see that this is something that you might have possibly have done? Definitely not. (laughs) Just because, let me see, how old was I? I was 17. I was like in a totally different like ball game. Mm -hmm. And then like even after high school, you know, I had the dreadlocks. Yeah. And like I never shaved. Mm. Ever. Like never shaved. And now of course like after being in that industry like i shave all the time now yeah it's like it's like a chore that i have to keep up with and after doing it for so long i'm like all right this isn't that bad you know i like i like smooth skin so being in this industry of course that's one of the things you you mentioned it was a chore are there any other types of things that you have to maintain or keep up with or i think that can be an argument based on who you are because like a lot of girls get their nails done, they get their hair done, extensions, the, and, the tan. Yeah. yeah, but I was never one in particular that went the extra link to get my nails done mm-hmm. just because uh, I'm a real, I like it natural. Yeah. As far as like in uh, acrylic nails, they do like wreak havoc on your natural nail. And when that nail comes off and you see what you're, natural nail looks like underneath and you keep doing it over and over again like i just don't (laughs) like it and i have really nice natural nails and and honestly like guys don't care what your nails look like like i mean there's some guys that might be like yeah i like it when your your hands all pretty when you hold my dick you know like you know you in the in the bedroom kind of thing in the bedroom like one of uh my ex he had a co-worker and her guy would always give her money to get her nails done because he's like, yeah, I like it when your hands all pretty on my dick. But like, but like, I, you know, he he wasn't like that. So he was like, you know, if you want to get your nails done, I'll pay for it. But I was like, nah. Yeah. But like, so a lot of girls would argue like, yeah, you, you should get your nails done. Now your feet, 
Yes, because you never know when a foot fetish guy might <laughs> pop up. Yeah. And then as far as like my hair goes, I have naturally curly hair anyways. So mm-hmm. I never really had to go get that done. Okay. Yeah, just kind of roll with it. Sometimes I might straighten it and then the makeup, of course. You you yeah. got to do your makeup. And going into this, I had to learn how to do my makeup because I never did it before and yeah i mean if if i can recall i don't really remember you wearing a lot of makeup whenever we were younger nope it was just never really something that resonated with me Mm -hmm. and going into this i knew i was gonna have to learn now i didn't really get too much into like the contouring and stuff like that because that's like a completely i tried it i could never get it right so i was just like yeah whatever And then everybody always tells me, like, oh, you have really nice skin anyways. Like, you really don't need foundation and stuff like that. But I would always just put a little bit on, Mm -hmm. not too much. And, you know, of course, the lashes and the eyeliner. Sometimes if I was feeling festive, I'd do um, eyeshadow. But that was was mostly if I had time. So I would definitely say shaving, makeup, nails. If you're one of those girls, you got to get your nails done on the regular Keep up with your extensions if you're going for that. A lot of girls would actually wear wigs, like the the front lace wigs. You know, mostly, okay. mostly the the black girls. Yeah, 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 mostly the black girls. But you know, there was a fair share of like you know, girls of all skin colors who would wear wigs. Like I, shit, I even thought about wearing a wig at one point, but I wasn't really sure how to maintain it. Oh, and okay. then like how how is that even gonna work on the pole? It's not impossible. Yeah. It's not impossible. It can be done, <laughs> but I think you're limited when you take the wig route. Because, you know, my hair is really short, mm-hmm. and a lot of the girls, they have really long hair. And I was like, man, I want long hair, too. <laughs> but, you know, I just I just went as I was for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, was this something that you thought about for a long time and finally decided, okay, I'm going to do this? Or was this just a kind of a spur of the moment let you know what let's just do this and see how it goes type of thing so first of all i have a day job and i work at heb okay i actually work with your wife's brother oh really really we work at the same store so you actually work with my father-in-law as well yeah okay yeah i do and i know like small world right yeah so i kept that job Mm -hmm. just because i always told myself you shouldn't expect this to be like a solve all kind of financial problem like just because you're going into this like like that my financial situation is going to be solved because the money is never guaranteed and with covid you can it it proved it it proved it exactly like you you just never know so i kept my my day job at heb i would maybe only work two or three times a week and i told my manager like hey i need the weekends off i got a new job eventually i told her what i was doing but i was really Mm -hmm. like "Eh." not yet so um i definitely thought about it i'd say like a good a good year because i was gonna apply for a higher position at heb and i went through the whole interview process and i told myself i was like all right if you don't get this you're gonna try working at the club and -hmm. like you always hear people say that like yeah i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it but how many people do you know that actually do it yeah. And I would tell I told like a few of my coworkers, like, yeah, if this doesn't happen, I'm going to go try working at the strip club. And they're like, really? 
I was like, yeah, really. And then I didn't get it. And so I did it. I like, I didn't get the, I didn't get the promotion. Oh, I was so upset. Like I, cr- I had to go home that day. I just like, couldn't stop crying. Really? I was so upset. And I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to just do something that's totally out of my element, which it is. Cause like mm-hmm. being like a girly girl, all dressed up and pretty and high heels, like that's totally out of my element. So I did so much research. So I researched mostly through, I did a lot. I went through YouTube a lot. There's so many like stripper vlogs on there, like Mm -hmm. girls telling their stories. And a lot of them would say the same thing. Like, uh, every club is different. Yeah. Yeah. You don't like, I can tell you how things go down at my club, but that doesn't always guarantee that's how it's going to go at your club. Mm -hmm. So I did a lot of YouTube and I watched a lot of poll videos. I actually bought a poll. Oh, okay. And they're not, inexpensive it's maybe like a good 100 150 bucks and you literally just like twist it up and it like i don't know like suctions i guess you could say to your to your ceiling yeah and i'm disappointed to say that i didn't really use it as much as i should have at home Mm -hmm. but it did kind of help me i guess just like get comfortable being around it because honestly you really don't have to know poll tricks to like get money of course like instagram pages and twitter because there's a lot of that on Instagram, I actually made a separate Instagram for like stripper posts, but I don't really use it. I still don't really use it. Mm-hmm. And Reddit, man. Oh yeah. Reddit, like I, <laughs> I went deep into Reddit and like the stripper threads. I was just like, I need advice. Like, there's a lot of they call them baby strippers. That's like you know new strippers to the oh, okay. to the industry. And so there, there's a lot of girls on there who would like give advice as far as like, you know, what to expect, uh, what to wear, you know, just kind of just like a general basic rundown, I guess you could say. And then this is uh, this is a website that I found through Reddit. It's called um, Tussle, T-U-S-C-L, and it stands for The Ultimate Strip Club List. This website is actually what really gave me a general rundown of what happened in the clubs that my that are in the area. So basically, oh, wow. so basically it goes based off of your location and it has not all the clubs in your area but a majority of them. And basically dancers or patrons, they can write reviews on their experience Mm, it's like a yelp but you have to pay for it it's like a subscription but if you're like a customer or a dancer or you're just like bullshitting you're like fuck i want to see what these people say you can write a review and get like a free month subscription or something like that Mm -hmm. i was just like whatever it's like seven dollars i'll pay for it man like you they you just read what some of the customers write and you know, some people will put really basic things and they have like categories. They'll they'll say like how much drinks are, is there security in the parking lot? How sketchy is the parking lot? How expensive are the drinks? They called it high mileage, like how far you can go in the club. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so <laughs> that really gave me like a good rundown on like what's happening in the clubs that are in Houston basically. Right. And that really helped me just mentally prepare for it because like i said i don't think any girl should go into this thinking like it's gonna be easy 
Right. It's not easy. It can be. It really can be. Like, yeah, if you if you got like that look, then yeah, it could be really easy for you. But like, you know, I don't have that look, look that I guess stereotypical stripper look, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I had to have strategy going in there. And then again, just remembering that this isn't a solve all problem. Like you're going to have to make your money or you're not going to make it at all. No one else is going to make it for you. Right. Yeah. So would you say that the money is as good as how the movies and television portray it to be? Or is it as if it was, you know, you know, kind of how like, you know, there's movies and television. And like TV. Hustlers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, well, I've never actually seen that movie. I just remember the opening scene of J-Lo coming out and you see like all these fancy guys just sitting there and then she comes out and they just like throw money at her. That's really the only part I remember. Um, it can be like that. Like it, it's not impossible to make like bukus of money, especially if you're in a good city and a good club. Like, I think it, I feel like it's like a you have to find the, the Willy Wonka chocolate factory. You know what I mean? Like yeah. to to really make good, decent, honest money without like, I guess, uh, losing a piece of yourself in between. And let's just say like I could make one paychecks worth in one night. And oh, like, wow. and like one paycheck at HEB is maybe like four to 500 bucks. Okay. And I, and I could make that in one night or even more if I really pushed myself. Mm -hmm. But that's the thing. Like if, if I'm not in the mood and I'm not feeling it, no one else is going to be feeling me either. Yeah. Like, you know, you see girls and they just be like sitting there and they're just like, there's like no money here. Like nobody <laughs> wants anything. And I'm just like. Well, I'm gonna get away from you. You got a sour attitude. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, you you have to go talk to people. And then I see, uh, well, I would ask other girls, like, have you worked at other clubs? Like, how is this club different from the other clubs you worked at? And this one girl told me that she made more money at the most ghetto clubs. Really? Because I guess I'm guessing it's because guys literally go in there to just get fucked up and throw money everywhere. But if yeah. it's a little bit more of, I guess, upscaler club, there's mm -hmm. gonna be an older level of clientele where that's not really their game you yeah, know what i mean yeah. so it's like you, it is a game when mm -hmm. it comes down to it and you, you you're either playing to win or you're playing there to just sit there with your arms crossed and you're waiting for captain save -a to come and rescue you yeah 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 the i guess the and correct me if i'm just completely incorrect but the way i see it is you're a salesperson you're you're, you're trying to sell a service and the the customer isn't always going to come to you Right. You have to put yourself out there and make the sale. That's what the stage is for. Yeah. So one of the girls that I met, she always told me like, yeah, your stage is kind of just like your advertising because, mm. uh, you know, you're you're up there on display. And typically what happens if a guy really mm. likes you or if he's like not shy, he'll come give you some money when you're on stage. And that's like a sign that he wants you to go sit with him. Okay. But like, you know, some nights when it gets crazy, especially on the weekends and it's getting late, you know, you just got these random people that just be throwing money at you. Like it does happen. Yeah. And it is like completely possible to make like a lot of money. But again, it's not always guaranteed. 
Yeah. It's like a roll of the dice. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, my brother, he's a server. Mm-hmm. And it's it's the same type of situation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're going to make a lot of money. Sometimes you're not. Mm-hmm. It's hit or miss. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. And I can say I never walked out of there with less than what I walked in there with. Because okay. a lot of people don't know this, but you have to pay to work. Right. Yeah, it's a, it's a pay to work situation. And every club does differ. And it also depends on what time you get there and what time you want to leave. So if you get there later in the evening, your house fee, that's what they call it. Your mm-hmm. house fee is going to cost more because what you make, you get to keep. You don't have to tip out the bartenders. You don't have to tip out the waitresses. The only place you're really tipping out when, is when you get there. And that's the club. Oh, okay. So like the earlier you get there the less you have to pay. And even and if they have a day shift, at least at the club I worked at, you could work the day and the night shift and you don't even have to pay for both shifts. You just have to pay for the one. Oh, okay. And and I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. So is that just like a straight up fee or is that tiered based on experience or it's a straight up fee. Okay. Yeah, definitely okay. not based off of experience. No. Okay. But it does vary from club to club. Like some this one girl was telling me like their house fee was like less than ten dollars i was like what and she was like yeah girl you need to come work with me and i was just (laughs) like i want to but i don't know what's happening with this pandemic you know like yeah okay so a lot of people don't know that but yes you do have to pay to work ladies okay gotta pay to shake your booty Whenever you first decided to go into it, you know, you had mentioned it to some coworkers. Mm -hmm. So whenever you did decide to go fully into it, Mm -hmm. who on you, who's known up to this point? So definitely my long-term boyfriend at the time. Mm -hmm. We actually split this past uh, New Year's, but we're still really good friends. But prior to that, I had kind of like mentioned it to him. Well, my whole thing was like, I'm going to just be a waitress. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, sure. I was just like, what? Like, it's, I just want to be a waitress. I have wait staff experience. Yeah. And well, here's another thing. You can go into it wanting to be a waitress, but if you, if they think you're pretty enough, they're going to make you a dancer. Mm. So that was kind of like my situation. They were like, now nah, you're going to be a dancer. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so he definitely knew about it. And then a lot of my like closest friends like i don't really have like a lot of close friends but a good handful of my closest friends knew it yeah. um a few of my coworkers, just the ones that i felt like i was on that level with where i could just be real with them about it mm-hmm. and so i started working there of may of 2019 Oh, okay. So, like, it was almost a whole year. Yeah. Like, I'd only been doing this, like, a whole year. But I felt like I learned so much. But anyways, my parents found out in July. Okay, so it had been a few months. Yeah. Like, because, of course, I wasn't going to tell them because I was still living with them. Oh, And, yeah, I was still living with them. For that um, story, this is how... Okay, this is a story time. Go ahead. So, basically... I left the club with a customer okay. and uh, my phone died. And so, of course, a uh, boyfriend at the time, he's like calling me, calling me. Phone's dead. Mm-hmm. So he calls my parents and he was like, have you heard from Jade? And they were like, no. Why? What happened? And he was like, I can't believe I'm the one that has to tell you this, but oh, she's been no. working at the strip club. And they were just like, what? Like, are you serious? So... 
you know it's like worst case scenario you know yeah. you you know everything you don't want to happen you think it's happened so yeah that was how my parents found out they that basically yeah they basically <laughs> thought i was missing and yeah, it was a, it was, you know, because when you say it out loud, it sounds bad. Like, yeah, like I left the club with a customer. Right. And, uh, yeah, it, it got pretty, pretty nasty there. I guess with him, because, you know, he was just like, what the fuck? You know, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. But he wanted to work things out, so we did. My mom was actually pretty uh, intrigued by it. She was just like, I wish you would have told me. There's, like, advice I'd, I'd like to give you about, you know, men I was just like, yeah, mom, but you've never done this before. Like, what do you really know? Like, you know, I'm not trying to like downplay her sense of uh, knowing things or anything like that. But she's she's a mother. Yeah. 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 But I've encountered this, too. It's just everybody's going to have an opinion about this, even though they've literally never even been to a strip club before. Right. Some like I said, people will joke about it. They'll be like. Oh yeah, I wouldn't mind just settling for you know two grand a night. I could totally do that. I'm like, bitch, it's not like that at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it can be like if yeah. you, if you find your golden ticket of the mm-hmm. night, yeah. But it's not like every single night. I mean, and then it really just there's so many variables that go into that. It depends like what club you're at, what area you're in. Is it the beginning of the month? Is it the end of the month? Who knows? Like yeah. you just never know. It's you know you just never know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Of course, now I've told a few more people, but this is definitely the first time like my Instagram is going to get that that post about it. <laughs> <laughs> so would you say that your, you know, your parents were accepting of it? Your friends were accepting of it? Did you have any, I don't know, any, I don't want to say backlash, but did you have any people, you know, say you shouldn't do this, anything like that? Absolutely. Okay. I had one person in particular she was a really good friend of mine mm-hmm. and it's weird because she's older than me. So she kind of saw me as like her younger sister. She was like in her early thirties and I'm still like 25 at the time. And she was just like, no, you don't need to do this. Like, this is a bad idea. You know, of course she's saying all these things that she literally knows nothing about because she's never done it for herself. Right. And then when I did it anyways, I told her and she was like, maybe you could get me a job there. And I was just like, excuse (laughs) you, but you were totally against this to beginning. And she was like, yeah, but it kind of sounds like a good idea. And I was just like, whatever, dude, if you want a job there, you're gonna have to get it on your own. Yeah. Yeah. And so something happened with her where she, I think we were just kind of going back and forth on it, Mm -hmm. like randomly, like she'd bring it up. We just have our tit for tat about it talk it out, whatever. But she did something that was so shady. Like I've, it takes a lot for me to cut people off because I'm a reasonable person. Yeah. Like if we can talk it out and be done with it, then that's fine. Yeah. But this was kind of like the last straw for her. Cause we'd kind of already had our differences already. And mm-hmm. I was kind of getting tired of it. So basically what she did was she went on my Instagram I guess she went through my followers because, you know, my profile is not private or anything. Mm -hmm. And she messaged a friend of mine and was just like talking shit about me working at the club and just like just running her mouth. And that girl reached out to me and was like, 
hey, do you know this girl? Like, I thought she was supposed to be your friend. And I was just like, yeah, why? What's up? And she just sends me the messages. And I was just like, oh, my goodness gracious. Like, wow. thank you for telling me. But I'm not surprised that she went to this length to do this. So yeah. I'm a confrontational kind of person. But I kind of sat on this because I had to wait for the right time to confront her about it. So we decided to, like, go out and get some pho or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. But she had her daughter with her. Mm. I was just like, whatever, dude, do what you got to do. And so I, like, casually brought it up. So I was like, oh, yeah, so so-and-so uh, sent me all those messages you sent to her. And she was like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah, you want to talk about that? And she was like, Jade, my daughter is here. And I was just like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and so... She had, like, a pair of pants of mine, too. They're, like, these really retro bell-bottom pants of mine. We are doing, like, a sisterhood of the traveling pants thing. Okay. And I was just like, you brought my pants, right? And she was like, yeah. I was like, all right. I want them back. And, like, that was it. Dude, <laughs> I didn't talk to her for, like, almost a whole year. Wow. Yeah. And it, it that's what it took for me to, like, just goes to show, like, I don't just easily cut people off like that. Like, you really got to do me dirty. And I just felt like she really did a yeah. number on me. I was like. I can't deal with this. Do you think that it, it was probably just like a jealousy thing? She says she wasn't jealous. I still think to a degree she was, mm -hmm. but I can't speak for her. Right. So right. I guess I'll never know. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's funny, too, because last like a couple of weeks ago, I was at the beach and guess who drove by and saw me? Oh, wow. It was her. <laughs> and I hadn't seen her since that day. Mm -hmm. And... She was just, like, apologizing to me, apologizing to me. She was just like, you're literally my best friend. Like, I'm so sorry about what I did. Like, and, you know, I'm still coming to terms with it. You know, I like to give people benefit of the doubt, you know, yeah. but I'm still trying to keep her at arm's length, you know, like. Yeah. You know, tread lightly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. definitely. There's there's a handful of toxic people that I've gotten rid of. mm you know, from my past friendships mm -hmm. and, you know, I have forgiven. Um, but you know, things are never going to go back to the same that they were, and, right. you know, nor do I feel that they should. Um, but of course, you know, I'll be civil and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll talk to them and such yeah. like that. But in, in my personal opinion, toxicity is always going to be there once it's there to that caliber. Mm -hmm. it, it is great that, you know, you are in the, you know, possibly in the process of forgiving and mm -hmm. you know, being civil and such like that. So that's, that's really great. Yeah. And I think it's also too with her because she was kind of doing her own thing. And when I would talk about it to like my boyfriend at the time, she'd just be like, you need to keep my name out your mouth. And I was just like, bitch, you can't even keep mine out your mouth. <laughs> and I called her out on it. I was like, dude, you're a hypocrite. And she's like, no, I'm not. And I was like, that's such a thing a hypocrite would say. Like hypocrite, like if, I know when I'm being a hypocrite, I'll at least admit it. I'll be like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But you know somebody really being one if they can't even admit it. I think it's yeah. just like that self-awareness. Like, don't let your ego, like, take the reins. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was that. <laughs> so I guess this kind of ties in. How how has being in this profession kind of impacted your personal life, whether it be relationships, friendships, you know, your other job, you know, anything like that? It definitely never really affected my other job too much just because since I was only working at the store like two to three times a week and then I'd get the weekends off, mm -hmm. I could kind of um, 
create my own schedule to a degree. Okay. But I, you know, obviously my boyfriend at the time, he didn't like it. He was oh, just, okay. Yeah. I mean, but he's always told me like, Jade, you're always going to do whatever you want to do anyway. So why does it even matter what I have to say about it? And I was like, yeah. well, it matters because like you matter to me. Right. So of course I'm going to be like, if you have a problem, just like get it off your chest. Like don't bury it. Yeah. So to a degree, like that's kind of why we broke up. Okay. But we're still really good friends now. So well, that's and good. as far as like all my other friends goes, like they were all really supportive of it. They were just like, you go girlfriend, get <laughs> get that money. Like yeah. let me vigorously live through your experience, I guess you yeah. could say. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good to have that support system, especially mm-hmm. whenever, you know, you're in a situation such as this that you that typically with the general public has a negative view mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah you mentioned um if there's any big misconceptions yeah. about this yeah and there definitely is and i would say i said this earlier earlier that everyone has that number in their head of how much a dancer can make in a night mm-hmm. you know like oh i can settle for this much and call it a day and i'm just like yeah you can but i guess once you see the money for yourself you're just like it's never going to be enough yeah. You can never have enough money, at least for normies like us, you know, I'm just yeah. like, you can never have enough. And I think that's why, like, I would like to go back just to have that extra cash in my pocket because you're leaving with cold, hard cash. And oh, yeah, like it's I did servicing, waiting, like, pfft, fuck that. Yeah. You have to do wait like a totally different level of work for that for like crumbs, basically. And that's if somebody's feeling it. Yeah. And if you're not confident in it either like you're it's not going to be easy yeah like how can you how can you go into something not be confident and think you're going to be successful yeah so like that's another misconception about it being easy because confidence doesn't come easy to a lot of people yeah oh definitely especially with me (laughs) yeah well i want to know that (laughs) yeah well i mean you know it is kind of weird though considering i have a podcast yeah you know well look at you you're breaking your shell yeah yeah yeah. i I think in one of my previous episodes i had mentioned that if i didn't have a podcast i wouldn't talk to anybody Uh, (laughs) (laughs) well this is a good way to talk to people oh definitely Yeah. yeah another misconception i had a customer tell me once that we're all just gold diggers Mm. i'm just like no it's like that kanye west song you know she ain't messing with no broke yeah yeah you know i ain't saying she's a gold digger yeah she ain't messing with no broke yeah yeah and i was just like bro that's not true like whatever you know (laughs) like i can only imagine how many people actually think that's true yeah and then of course you know i think the biggest stigma of it is that you know we're all just sluts yeah yeah you know i mean i get it you know you literally if, have you ever been to a strip club before oh yeah I have. okay so you, sorry mom <laughs> <laughs> she knows and uh you know everybody's just walking around in bikinis basically thong bikinis mm-hmm. and so like i can see where you know people can see perceive that as being slutty mm-hmm. but i'm just like well you're not gonna make any money wearing jeans and a t-shirt in oh, a strip yeah. club yeah and so that's definitely a big misconception and I think also uh, having the right body image mm. is a big misconception because yeah. a lot of people think you have to have this perfect ideal body to be a stripper. And I'm just yeah. like, that's totally not true. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you want to be in a really high class city, 
with like a really pristine club, yeah, they're probably not going to hire you unless you have the look that you're they're going for. Yeah. But, you know, there are some of those little shack style clubs <laughs> where they'll literally hire, hire anybody. Yeah. Yeah. So you definitely don't have to have an ideal body just to work at a strip club. Now, the working at the right strip club. Yes. Yeah. But I would say pretty much almost anybody could do it if you're confident enough for sure. Right. And I think also a misconception is that stripping is considered a line of sex work, but I think sex work is like an umbrella term for, okay, yeah, yeah. for all these other things. And I would say stripping is like on the edge of the umbrella. Yeah. It's, it's that gray area. Yeah. Because, you know, as much as I don't want to admit it, sex work is very much alive in the clubs oh. like it, it it is and i don't know if it's like that at every club like some clubs might like especially the more high class ones they definitely will probably be more like supervising i guess you could say mm -hmm. but at least at the club i was at that stuff happened yeah and it just sucks too because you know if a guy goes in there and he he gets a blow job for X amount of money. Mm -hmm. He's going to go tell all his bros. Like, and then they're all going to go in and expect and that. And expect that. Yeah. yeah. And so that makes it harder for people like me who don't want to do stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, there's the clicks yeah. in the club of the dancers. And, you know, there are certain clicks that will literally do whatever they have to do to mm. make their money. Yeah. And another thing, too... I don't know if this is considered a misconception, but pimps are still a thing. Really? Really. Wow. Like, I, you would think with the whole, like, women empowerment movement, women be like, no, nah, man, I'm going to make my own money. Like, why would I make all this money and then give it to you? And it's because, like, they will literally take care of them to a degree, like, give them a place to stay, mm. you know, buy them nice clothes, get their nails done, get their hair done, like, the whole enchilada. Yeah. But, you know, I just heard so many bad stories where I was just like, why would you want to... Like, it's like a whole pool of drama that you're literally going to yeah. eventually drown in if you're not careful. Like, you're... It's almost like you're not your own person anymore. You're just, like, right. their accessory. Right. They're, the like, the puppet master. Yeah. 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 And I did see... There was one in particular that would come in every now and then because he had a couple of girls that worked there. Mm. And I was, like... I was on, like, a good talking basis with, like, one girl. And she would tell me, like, oh, yeah, this club, like, they all probably got pimps. And I was just like, what? Are you serious? But I think it also just comes down to, like, how naive are you? Yeah. To really fall for what they're trying to offer you. Yeah. Because, like, he tried talking me into it. And I was just like, nah, dude, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going to go home to my home with my money. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can give me a Mercedes Benz, but it's still going to be yours. And then what am I going to owe you when I have to, when I don't want to do this anymore? Yeah. Yeah. So. So were they just like a third party or were they affiliated with like the club in some form or fashion that I have no idea. Oh, okay. Like I would like to think that they're a third party, but you know, the management will say like, yeah, pimps aren't allowed. But then you see like people like that in there and I'm just like, but y'all really know about what's happening here, you know, yeah. like because the management will do whatever they can to hustle money out of the dancers too. Oh like, yeah. They're in a business just like everybody mm -hmm. else. Yeah. Well, like with uh, like how I mentioned earlier, if you want to leave early, 
Mm-hmm. And like with that instance, whenever I left with the customer, the the patron, he had to pay the management mm. to bail me out early. And that can be like anywhere from like 100 to $200. Oh, wow. And that money doesn't go to the club. It goes to whichever manager they talk to. Yeah. Yeah. So. So in, in some form or fashion, they're also a pimp in yeah like for a better word i guess I guess, yeah like they're <laughs> hustling money in any way they can too out of the dancers yeah yeah totally hmm. but that totally blew my mind like going into it like i guess i hadn't really thought about it yeah. you know because you know you see movies about it but i never actually think i'd meet one yeah. <laughs> you know yeah I think, like, that's, wow. I think that's pretty crazy yeah. yeah and like he looked like one like he, he wasn't even trying to downplay it you know just like gold everywhere like just dressed really nice like literally gold on every finger like yeah wow then that's crazy i don't think i've ever seen anyone like on the street dressed like that or anything either i know right it makes you wonder like dude where'd you come from (laughs) they go hide in a cave during the day or something yeah and then like you know they're usually all like produce music and i'm like man i haven't heard none of your stuff before like so like who really are you yeah what's your government name <laughs> like yeah that's that's their front yeah 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 but the girl that i did know that was affiliated with him i think she was able to finally get out of it because that's like good. she you know she would say like you know he beats me or yeah. something like that yeah like just somewhere along the line there's always some kind of abuse involved and I think yeah. it, it comes down to, like, if you're not making enough money to hold their standards up, like, you're not going to get what you want. Right. And I'm just like, I don't need that kind of pressure in my life. Oh, yeah, you know definitely. What I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So going into, you know, whenever you did decide to go into into this, what were some of your expectations that you went in having that you decided, well, not decided, but you realized were you know, completely different, if that makes sense. Definitely the hustle. Cause I've, you always hear people say it like, oh yeah, you got to hustle. You got to hustle. But I never really knew what that meant. Like I knew it was working hard, Mm -hmm. but in there, it's like a totally different level of working hard because like I said, if you don't talk to people, you're going to make a lot less money. Yeah. Versus if you just go on stage, do your thing, or if you just wait for somebody to come around and take your hand and like you go give them a dance. Like, so I really had to learn how to hustle. And I really felt like I was getting the hang of it until the coronavirus hit. Yeah. I was like, damn. And, and I think it, that's just that expectation of how easy it can be because mm-hmm. it's, it's just not easy. I didn't really think I had much to say about that other than just like the expectation of it not being easy and realizing yeah. how easy it wasn't like, cause I knew that like, you know, the money not always being guaranteed unless you make it that way. Mm-hmm. So before you actually went and applied and, you know, did everything to, to get the job, what was your, I guess, practice training or anything like that? What, what would, what did that entail and how long did, you know, you prepare I would say I prepared a good solid like maybe like two to three months of doing like excessive research and stuff like that. You know, I bought the pole. I bought the pair of shoes because I was like, you know, going to be like Bambi, you know, (laughs) just wobbling because, you know, if your ankles aren't used to it, you know, you're going to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So 
I realized what I knew I would kind of be able to do pole tricks just because I had the upper body strength to do it. Yeah. Like, you know, I've always been in shape, so I wasn't really concerned with um, not being able to because you do have to be able to pull yourself onto it. Yeah. Yeah. And I've like I guess the girls who like they're in shape in a different way, like their muscles are just used to doing those certain tricks so of course they can like you know hold them and stuff like that yeah but i definitely watch like a lot of pole tricks on just like really basic tricks maneuvers and stuff like that okay but finding the flow is not easy like just to transition from trick to trick and make it look like you know you're so graceful and elegant like yeah i never got that far because another thing is just like um I think a lot of the damage is done to your knees. Really? Because when you're on stage, you're in like that doggy style position, shaking your butt and the way that the stage is so rough hmm. on your knees. Like literally I come home with bruises oh, wow. like all over my knees. And I remember there was this one dancer, her guy didn't know that she was dancing again and she'd be putting that like arnica cream on it she was like yeah sometimes i even have to put concealer and makeup on my knees and if he saw the bruises he'd be like babe what happened she'd just be like oh you know just a klutz you know i just fell but yeah like the the stage definitely does a lot of damage to your knees and another thing is too is just like that's an exercise Mm-hmm. So you're going to start sweating and oh, yeah. yeah. And you, they do have like, um, it's called dry hands. And there's like this other stuff. I think it was called like tact two, like T a C with a number two. Mm-hmm. And it's like a cream and it just helps dry your hands out. And just, just so you could stick to the pole. And like that does help. But I got to a point where I was just like, eh, if I fall off, I fall off. Like <laughs> do it gracefully, you know, yeah. and sexy. Like make make yourself flow to the ground, basically. Yeah. And have, you, have you ever fallen? Not embarrassingly, no. Oh, okay. Like, I mean, maybe like a little like skirt, but like you catch <laughs> but you catch yourself and you're just like, yeah. oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. And um another thing about that that stuff that you put on your hands, it gets all over the pole, like all over the pole. And you could tell if a girl had just used it because it just be all over the pole. I mean, it kind of helps me because I'm like, okay, I can stick to it a little easier. Yeah. But then it's also just like when you want to do one of those tricks where you just like slide down, it makes it a little bit more difficult. Yeah. You're like chafing all the way down. And Mm. I'm just like, this isn't graceful at all. (laughs) But the pole is really fun, and yeah. I definitely encourage, like, anybody, if you've ever wanted to try pole dancing, it's mm-hmm. definitely a workout. Yeah. Yeah. My my wife, before we, way before we got together, she she had actually taken pole dancing classes. Really? And it was just for, it was for fun. For she fun. had no intention of, you know, going into anything. It was just for fun, which they mm-hmm. definitely have those classes just for anybody. Right. Um, and it's definitely something that she actually wants to get back into. Yeah, yeah. she totally should. Yeah. I've always wanted to take a pole class just to learn more, but I never took one. I'm all self-taught. So. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, it was, they're all just like really basic tricks and, if you have a pole at home, you know, YouTube is the ultimate teacher. Oh, yeah. yeah. I learned so much over YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. For real. And that that's basically how I learned everything. And then even just being at the club, you know, I would watch other girls and like see 
what tricks they were doing. Like if I wasn't busy with a cu- with a customer, mm-hmm. you know, I would try to just, you know, study, see what they oh, were yeah. doing. Yeah. Cuz I mean, it all just comes down to like muscle memory and like muscle control. Okay. But that that sticky stuff, it does help. It okay. definitely does help. Does she ever use any of that? I I would have to ask her. Yeah. Like I said this was like long before we even started dating or oh, okay. anything like that, but um you know, she had mentioned to me recently that yeah, she she definitely would be interested in getting back into it. Y'all should buy a pole. Yeah, well, I mean, we definitely have the space for it in our yeah, house. Yeah, so. because uh, the kind I bought, it can stand still and it spins. Oh, yeah. Disclaimer, oh, really? y'all. All, almost all poles spin at the club. It depends on the club. Because I've been to clubs where wow. the pole didn't spin. Like, yeah, the poles spin, y'all. That's, that's for the most part. Because it's, you know... Of course, I've been to a strip club, and yeah. it doesn't seem like it does. Yeah. I guess it's like an optical illusion or whatever. Yeah, it's shiny. Yeah. You know, you just see shine. But yeah. I guess if you really look close enough, like at the base of it, you could probably see the metal, like, spinning. Mm, okay. So what does a typical day or, or or night, you know, look like in this profession? So, well, first of all, you have to decide, am I going to work the day shift or am I going to work the night shift? Mm-hmm. I guess a lot of, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but I really have to like mentally prepare myself the night before I decide to go to work the next day. Like, all right, yeah, tomorrow's a day. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to go work. We're going to make some money. And so I would typically, well, when I first started out, I started off doing the day shift because okay. you know, I was nervous. I was just yeah. like, yeah, I'm not ready for the night shift yet. Yeah. But at least. If I do decide to work the day shift, they usually would have a buffet. And so at least I could eat something. Okay. And so that's another thing about working at the club. Like people are going to offer you drinks like mm-hmm. all the time, all the freaking time. So make sure you have food in your belly. And, you know, I'm a small human. Yeah. So I, the alcohol will hit me so quick. So I always had to try to make sure I had something to eat. That's good. But that was only if I would work the day shift. So. If I would work the night shift, um, you know, typically depending on what time I would wake up, um, you know, just go about my day as usual, any errands I had to take care of, go to the gym or whatever. I would always shave on that day. Mm -hmm. You have to shave. Like, I don't think I ever saw a hairy girl at all. Like, I think one time the waitress was joking with me. She was like, yeah, the Bush is back. And I was like, who, George (laughs) Bush? She was like, no, pubes. And I was like whatever (laughs) i was like you're trying to pull a fast one on me right now it's not gonna work like there's no freaking way like i mean i know like every guy has his like kink Mm -hmm. but i don't think a majority of dudes want to go to the strip club and see like pubic hair yeah like i think they're trying to get away from their wives with that you know (laughs) like yeah they come to see what's not packing at home basically i'm not trying to sound rude but it's like most of these older men are married Mm -hmm. and they hang out at the fucking strip club yeah like what do you expect (laughs) so I would definitely always shave. And if I was working like, cause sometimes I would work a Thursday night cause Thursdays could kind of be good. It was like a hit or miss, but sometimes mm-hmm. I would literally lur- lurk. I would literally work Thursday, Friday and Saturday. And by like Saturday, that five o'clock shadow is like already coming in. So it's <laughs> like, you got to go for another round. Yeah. So sometimes I'd even have to shave like twice a week. And then, you know, we already kind of talked about the hair and nails. Like, I was never really into that. 
but you know, I definitely always have to make sure I would always do my makeup before I got there. Okay. Because, you know, I still not too good with the makeup, so it could take me a while just to get it on. Yeah. And that way, at least when I get there, just got to change. I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when I would work the day shift, I would really take my time with it. Like, you know, because they open at like 11, you know, you can eat, take your time doing your hair and makeup. And sometimes I would straighten my hair, which could take like a while. Yeah. But I try not to do that too often because it's really damaging. And yeah, I guess uh, the tan, I usually just try to take care of a tan in the middle of the week. Like I said, I can just like go to the back of the property back here and just like sunbathe out there. Mm-hmm. Like ladies, please don't use tanning beds. Like if I could encourage anything, it's not to use tanning beds. Like, cause tanning does cause uh, early aging and wrinkles and you know, uh, preserve your youth. Yeah. Don't use a tanning bed. <laughs> and there's a lot of supplements out there for like, uh, that help with anti-aging, but I limit my tanning to at least like maybe if I'm lucky, I can make it out there like once a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this summer I've been trying to go to the beach at least uh, twice a month. Okay. Just to like get like a really good tan and man, it's like, it's happening. So, cause I was just out there yesterday and I was out there yeah. all day yesterday, but sunscreen y'all sunscreen is so important when it comes to tanning. That's why I'm just like, man, don't use tanning beds. And then if I had time to make food, I would always eat a baked sweet potato. Really? Specifically because it's filling mm-hmm. and I knew it wouldn't like, I mean, I know it's not a lot, but at least it's better than going on an empty stomach because you know, you still have to buy, you know, if I don't eat anything, then I still have to buy food there and it's like not cheap or yeah. sometimes a customer would buy me something. Sometimes if like he liked me enough, he'd be like, oh, you're hungry. I'd be like, yeah, take a take a salad because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's all like bar food, you know, yeah. like fatty stuff. And then being there, I don't want to get all bloated because then I'm just like, blah, I don't want to be bloated. That makes so, sense. Let me see. And of course, you got to pay your house fee as soon as you get there. Like you can't you can't even get on. You can't even get to the locker room unless you pay your fee. Like you have to do that like very first thing. Okay. And then I would definitely before leaving the house, I would always make sure that I have everything with me. So so I guess like some like one of the YouTube videos I would always come across is like, what's in my stripper bag? So like, mm. I would definitely always make sure like, you know, you have like a few outfits cause you know, you might get really sweaty in, in yeah. one outfit and you're just like, yeah, I'm a change. And the club I worked at, they actually had a shower in the locker room. Oh, okay. They had tanning beds too. I never saw anybody <laughs> use them, yeah. but sometimes I would use a shower. And so sometimes, um, make sure, definitely make sure you have more than one outfit I normally only brought one pair of shoes. It was pretty rare that I would bring two pairs of shoes. Mm -hmm. And let me see what else I would have in there. I'd always have my little makeup bag just for any touch-ups. Baby wipes was a big thing. Because, all right, ladies, I don't know if y'all know this, but toilet paper be getting stuck in your coochie, (laughs) like, really easily. And if you're on stage, those UV lights might hit you at the wrong angle and you're going to see like white down there. So, yeah, baby wipes was a big thing like at the club. 
And I also learned when you don't have any baby wipes, you know, you just pat, 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 pat it dry. Like, don't mm. wipe. Don't wipe because you're going to get toilet paper all up in there. Oh, I'd always make sure I had cash just for the house oh, okay. fee. Just yeah. for the house fee. And I think, I'm, oh, a, um, a bandana to sit on. Because, oh, okay. Because, you know, you're, you're in a thong. Yeah, all night yeah. and typically the seats are gonna be like leather or i don't know but you know everybody's booty's gonna be sitting there so i would yeah. try to bring a bandana okay i never was like consistent with it but mm-hmm. if i could remember it i would always throw it in there and then something else i would try to bring along with me is like my little dance fans like i have these like silk uh dance fans and like sometimes i would dance with them on stage like there was this one waitress who thought it was so awesome like i'd be talking to a customer she'd just be like she dances with flags it's so cool (laughs) i'm just like yeah i do that sometimes like you know it's just like a little i wouldn't say i made any more money doing it but Mm -hmm. it definitely makes people like remember you you're just like oh yeah you're that chick that had those flags on stage like that was pretty cool I was just like, oh, yeah, well, where were you? (laughs) It it definitely brings attention to you, which is definitely what you want. Yes, Yeah. exactly. And it's kind of cute because you can, like, you know, you have to take your top off. Yeah. You have to. I mean, unless it's a nude club, then you have to take everything off. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, at least that one, it was just a topless one. And I could always just, like, you know, tease, just, like, hide my titties real quick or something. (laughs) Yeah. So I'd always try to make sure, if I could remember, I would bring those with me. Mm -hmm. And... That's all I could think about what was actually in my dance bag. Like, I still, to this day, go through it just to make sure, like, I have everything in there. Mm -hmm. Because now, of course, I just wear my bikinis to the beach. Yeah. Like, I'm telling you, girls, once you wear a thong bikini in, like, a public space, there's no going back. Like, I will probably never wear a a non-thong bikini unless I'm around my family. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just realized I don't have a family friendly bikini <laughs> at all. I just have thong bikinis now. Yeah. You get a better tan line. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Way better. And then I guess um, at the end of the shift, um, you know, some of the dancers, they like to go to after hour clubs or okay. if there's a club like up the road, you know, just go hang out, you know, because they're drunk. They don't want to go home. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, they'd always go to after hour clubs and then there's always the customers. So I was like, oh, we should hang out. And I'm like, no, nah, man, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. So typically I would just come straight home just because okay. it's like it's like two o'clock in the morning. Uh, like I try to cut myself off from drinking that last hour. So that I can like sober up a little bit. Okay, you know? yeah, yeah, that's good. Just because I did have, you know, I've had a DWI. Yeah. Don't want to go down that path again. So, yeah. Okay. So I know, I know with everything, you know, that entails with this job, safety is a big thing. Mm-hmm. So what were your, whenever you did research, what were your levels of concern with that? And how did you, you know, ensure that your safety was, you know, I guess maintained throughout, you know, whenever you did go to work? I guess uh, as far as safety goes is just not getting too drunk for sure because that's, you know, whenever you're caught off guard, that's definitely a a sticky situation. And I guess there's like so many different levels to like safety at the club Mm -hmm. because for, you know, they all the people that work there, they're all men. Like all the bartenders were men. 
Um, of course, they have a bouncer yeah. and stuff like that. So I felt pretty safe for the most part being in the club. And like even leaving the club, they they stand like I guess like in the parking lot and just make sure all the girls like aren't being harassed or anything. Well, typically they try they would try to get all the customers out of the club before they let the dancers out. But I would have other dancers tell me like, this is the only club I work at where they make us wait. Like they, we, they would make us wait to get mm. our keys. Like they don't just like give you your keys and send you off. But yeah, you know, I think they've had issues in the past where like people have gotten drove and drunk and oh, like, okay. you know, they were coming from there and they were dancers. Mm. So I can see from my perspective after having a DWI, why management would do that. But you know, some, some girls just aren't patient. They're just like, I don't know why we have to do this. I'm just like, it's for your safety, girl. Yeah. yeah. Like, just chill out. And, you know, I've always thought to, if you're going to be doing sex work at the club, make sure you're being safe about it. Like, Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Like, there's this one room. It's the champagne room. And I remember I was, like, giving a dance in there. And, like, I totally put my hand on a used condom like it was just right there and i was just like kudos for using it but like clean up (laughs) after yourself like that is so disgusting yeah and so like if girls are gonna choose to go that route in the club like at least be safe about it like i remember this one girl was like yeah i saw this girl just hop on this guy this dude's dick like it was nothing i was like what does she have a condom on and she was like nope i was just like like why like seriously why yeah so you know there's totally that level of safety and concern being in the club and for the like i said for the most part i felt pretty comfortable leaving coming and going like i Mm -hmm. i can't say there was ever a time where i was just like i don't feel safe you know what i mean but i've also heard stories too that um you know, undercovers will come in and they'll try to Mm. like persuade you to like do like dirty things for money. And I had heard stories like, yeah, I've seen cops just like arrest girls right then and there. Wow. Yeah. I never witnessed that before, Uh but I'm not surprised. Yeah. Like you shouldn't be surprised, but they would always say like if a cop ever, or if it is a cop or if it's a dude like trying to sting you, you know, they'll always say something like, so how much does this go for? Like, yeah. how much does that go for? I never encountered that situation. But if it if I had, I'd probably be like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, plausible yeah. deniability. Like, what's that? Like, yeah. oh, a hug? For you, it's free. You know, yeah. it's like, you got to be, like, cute and witty. You know, like, you kind of do have to play dumb sometimes. Like, just be like, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And there's, like, something else oh uh cattiness in the club like Ooh. yeah like so that is totally a thing and i think that also comes down to just like being confident in yourself like mm-hmm. if you feel like you can't get along with other people that well or if you're one of those people you're like i just hate people well you're not gonna do too well at the strip club man like you shouldn't yeah. work there but i would say i never had any like disputes with the girls because you know first of all i never really you know i was never really on like a talking 
basis with most of them. Well, another thing is, too, like half of them didn't speak English. Like there's a <laughs> lot of Cubans in Houston strip clubs. Really? A lot of Cubans. Hmm. Yeah. And like you'd even see customers say that. They'd just be like, man, like, why is there always Cubans at every club I go to? And I was <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. And so, you know, I had like there was like a good number of girls that I was on a good talking basis with. But they were like all kind of like me. You know, they were just like nice and genuine. You know, they yeah. were they weren't just like bad bitches with bad attitudes. Like I cannot stand a bad attitude. Like, yeah. like get away from me with that. Like, you know, everybody has a bad attitude from time to time, but to like take that on as a person, like a, a strong trait in your personality. Like I'm like, I can't deal with that. That's just not me. And I would say there was only one time where I actually saw two girls fight. And oh, wow. yeah, like I remember I was sitting with a customer, you know, just chatting, having a drink. And I just see like a drink fly across the room and the girl like go like follows the like goes in that same direction. And then I just see them both go down. I was just like, oh, my God, they're fighting. <laughs> and and I, and I tell the customer, I was like, look, look, look. And he was just like, what's happening? I was like, dude, I don't know, but somebody's about to get kicked out. And so I talked to the dancer that got attacked and she was like, yeah, that girl was recording me while I was like talking to my customer and I told her, like, please don't record me. Mm -hmm. And I think the other girl was, like, drunk or something. Like, she had to have been. Or she was just incompetent. I don't fucking know. Yeah. But the other girl just kept recording her and was just like, don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me what to do. Hmm. And she was just like, you need to stop recording me before, you know. And she was like, tell me what to do one more time. And so she, the other girl took her phone away. And then that's when that girl attacked her because she took it. her phone away. I was just like dang dude so of course her name was becky becky got <laughs> fired becky got fired and the other girl was just got attacked and i was just like and it sucked because that girl was so sweet like yeah. she was so, she she didn't get fired but i was just like damn what becky have against you like so that was really the only time i saw any violence like i never saw uh customers get violent with each other mm -hmm. or anything like that but I also did he I have seen like situations where uh girl gives guy dance guy doesn't pay her the money that she's saying she owes him so they're having a disagreement the management gets involved and there would be some times where they would take the guy's side not the girl's side yeah yeah and I would have other customers tell me like that's so wrong like in any club it should you should always take the girls side because you know they're the ones that are putting themselves out there for this like you know it, it all just comes down to just like communication basically yeah. like because if i'm giving a guy a dance because you get paid by the song yeah it's like 20 dollars a song so you could easily make like a 100 bucks yeah if, if you're paying attention but you know if the dude is drunk he's not paying attention you have to hold yourself accountable but you can even tell him like every time a song is changing like hey going into another song and he could still be like so drunk that whenever you're done, you're like, all right, that's a hundred dollars. He could be like, what are you talking about? That mm. is not five songs. And he could be like, yeah, it was. And you know, but I never had to deal with that, but I can see where that can get like sticky real quick. Yeah. Yeah. I, the, the first time I ever went to a strip club was for a bachelor party. Mm -hmm. And that instance actually happened. Really? One, one, one of the guys that I was with, Everyone was so drunk um, that 
you know, the girl came over, gave him a lap dance, and at the end he was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not paying. He just straight up said, like, I'm not paying. What? Yeah, calls this big whole thing. Eventually one of my other friends was like, screw it, like, I'll just pay for it. Yeah. So. Well, I've seen that happen too, and I realized, like, you can't just, like, go sit on a guy's lamp, lap, start dancing, and expect him to pay for it. Yeah. Because if he wasn't asking for it, he, I can see why somebody wouldn't want to pay for that. Yeah. Oh, know? no. He, he he definitely wanted it. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, that's different. Like, yeah. Yeah, he was just he was just really drunk, and he was just like, yeah, like, he was just real confident, I guess. Like, oh, yeah, I'm not my God. Yeah. Yeah. Reminds me of all those guys that are like, I ain't never paying for no OnlyFans, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, that's actually a... That's actually a really big thing, you know, going on right now. That's it. I guess the pandemic, it mm-hmm. it helped over overrun the Internet with that. Yeah, that was actually something I wanted to mention was how when the club closed. Mm-hmm. Oh, like because I follow a handful of the dancers I worked with on Instagram. Uh-huh. A lot of them resorted to OnlyFans as like a I don't know if that was like their base of income, mm-hmm. but I'm not surprised yeah. But honestly, like, let's be real. How many times have you made a subscription for like an entertainment purpose and you canceled it? Yeah. I think you're honestly better off just like selling nudes, like up front, like, oh, like you, I'll send you three pictures for $20 Yeah. rather than $20 a month. And I might post $20 worth of content in that month. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So it's I I thought about cam girling too before mm-hmm. like whenever I was go considering the stripping I thought about it but you know I was still living at home so I was like yeah I don't want to be it'll like, be kind of difficult yeah, yeah you know I was like yeah I don't want to jack off with my dad right there you know <laughs> like so I still kind of think about it but you know the internet's kind of spotty here so yeah. I'm just like whatever but of course now the internet's been so overrun with like more online sex work you know you you have to treat it like a job oh yeah you know you can't it can't just be like i mean it can be you know you can just hop on hop off like every now and then but you know there's always going to be somebody who's consistently putting out content all day every day building a fan base Mm -hmm. like if you're not committed to that, then like you're not going to make as much money as you want to. Yeah. So I'm definitely not committed to that. Yeah. So that's why I just leave it be. But yeah. I know, I know a lot of celebrities took advantage of it. Really? Like, well, not like movie star celebrities, but like people who are like are famous on like YouTube mm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's for some reason they just like, Hey, let's all make an OnlyFans. And for the listeners that don't know, OnlyFans is a subscription service where you, you have patrons that come and pay for a specific, you know, service or task or items or anything. It, it can honestly be anything. It could be, you know, music, art, any, you know, anything like that. Doesn't How, have to be sexy content. Yeah, right. Yeah. However, as of recent, OnlyFans has been popularized by females and males alike. The sex work industry. Yes, posting nude videos, mm-hmm. you know, nude photos and stuff that people pay a, a monthly subscription for. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard of, uh, it's actually called Patreon. Yeah. 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 It's almost like literally that OnlyFans is the new Patreon. Yeah. So basically Patreon has been around for a while Mm -hmm. and I mean, it's the exact same thing. It's, but for some reason it didn't gather all of the, you know, the not safe for work type of content. It's there. Oh, really? It's there. 
Huh. Yeah, okay. it's definitely there. That's why that's where it comes down to the whole um like subscription based thing. Yeah. Cause have you ever heard of exotic cancer? No, I have not. Okay, so she is an artist that I found through uh Instagram who is a dancer. Okay. And she's also a graphic designer. So she has made like all this like not safe for work artwork and it's like you should actually check her out like because her artwork is so it's kind of funny like just the play on the industry i guess you could say yeah and she has a patreon where she started um selling because you know she gets shadow banned a lot on Mm. instagram yeah that's a real big thing going right now too and so she posts a lot of her like explicit artwork and it's actual artwork it's not like her at all it's just like her artwork yeah and she'll post it on there and i actually bought her subscription service like her 20 dollars one so Mm -hmm. i get like little postcards and like uh she sends like a mystery item like i've gotten like a really cute like compact mirror a keychain i even got some socks with like vibrators on them it's like they're like so cute yeah and a lot of the stuff that she sends it's not even for sale on her website so like you're literally getting stuff that people from the general public can't buy because they're not subscribed to her to her um patreon and she uh no i'm thinking of another girl but I don't even know if she has an OnlyFans. I think just because uh, she has the Patreon and it does so well. Yeah. But yeah, I think the whole OnlyFans thing, that totally caught me off guard to a degree. I was just like, that's like one of the most overused words of 2020 so far. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. COVID-19, quarantine, and OnlyFans. They're like the top most overused words and like i'm so tired of hearing about them definitely another thing though about only fans and like cam work is it can be kind of sketchy because yeah. we have the screen recording mm, stuff now yeah and i've heard stories about where girls they're they're finding like these imposter accounts where people are literally uploading their screen, content screen recorded content of theirs and i'm just like that sucks like how you can't even prevent that at all like unless it's somebody that's like paying for your service and they're just like copying literally everything you do and like even with um cam girling like somebody could do that too there's actually this movie on netflix i think it's called cam girl and it's kind of like it's a psychological thriller but she's a cam girl and basically an imposter account of her pops up where it's literally looks just like her oh wow! but it's like i read into it like uh just to kind of see exactly like what were they really trying to say through this and it was mm-hmm. basically like some kind of new technology that could like mimic yeah yeah a personality on a screen and like literally project that it was so weird yeah that was something that kind of hit big like late last year like mid last year i forget what the technology is called oh deep fakes deep fakes yes yeah yeah Yeah. so that's a real thing too and that's where i'm just like i don't know that's a really sketchy but i think i'm cool with just like if you want to buy some nudes like message me (laughs) like (laughs) yeah you know i don't know about videos and stuff like that yeah so but I think it's also just, I don't know, I don't know if it is safer to just like sell it straight to the person buying it rather than putting it on a page where people can subscribe and yeah. then they can just cancel that subscription anytime. Yeah. I think you just make more money if you just like 
know people or you put put yourself out there as like you can buy content straight from me not from like a third party website yeah i mean yeah. i think even if you do plan on going into you know doing that type of you know work or you know anything like that i mean if you're going to go through a third party they're going to want to cut anyway yeah so i mean if you just go it, it of course it'll be harder to find people you know to pay and anything yeah. like that compared to you're on a platform where they have their you know following already mm -hmm. so it would be you know difficult however you know they're not you're not given a portion of your you know however much money you make to someone else yeah it's just like working at the club yeah yeah basically <laughs> yeah. yeah everybody wants a taste of the money for real yeah ain't that the truth i guess one of the one of the things that we might have touched on in the beginning mm -hmm. but i'm not sure if we got into depth with it mm -hmm. but you know this this was something that you had mentioned you were wanting to come forward and, and speak upon what made you want to you know, publicly talk about this topic and not only about this topic, but about yourself. I think it comes down to whenever you have secrets, they can be used against you in ways mm. that like you wouldn't really expect. Like, like my friend that goes and talks behind my back to some random person yeah. on the internet. Like what, like what was her incentive by doing that like what was her motive like was she really trying to vent or is she gonna do that again to somebody else like like i don't know it's just weird right so the way i see it if it's not a secret anymore like how is it gonna be used against you like yeah like how is somebody gonna just throw it in my face like oh yeah well you're a stripper and be like okay yeah like instead of being like oh my god like how do they know that like, how did it, you know, instead of like feeling the anxiety from it, like, all right, whatever, dude. Like, then again, if it comes back to bite me in the butt when I'm like trying to get a really nice, well-paying job and they're going to be like, well, I don't know. This girl, I found out she was a stripper when she was like 20 something. Yeah. I don't know if I want to hire her. I mean, that's all on them, I guess, because, yeah. you know. At the end of the day, you really shouldn't hold what somebody did in the past against them, especially oh, if it's like many 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 years into the future right but, you know that's what some people have said about cardi b like yeah she she says a lot of real shit but a lot of people still like to shit on her just because she was a stripper yeah you know it's just i think it's just that stigma attached to that name it's just yeah. like oh she's a stripper yeah like, i mean it's it's just a job just like every other type mm -hmm. of job it's just a different type of job yeah and a lot of but it means a lot of different things to a lot of different people like right. i said like some people associate it with being a slut like and then some people associate it with just people with daddy issues yeah we just have money issues man <laughs> like that's what it is i mean i i hope a lot of these girls don't have daddy issues but yeah i would just think a mass majority of us just have money issues yeah i like, think 95 percent of the world has that issue <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so that's definitely one reason i wanted to let the cat out of the bag i just don't want it to be a secret that can be used against me yeah. anymore not that it's happened since then but you know i also i don't exactly encourage this line of work just to like everybody like i'm not i don't want to come on here and be like yeah ladies you totally need to do this right you know what i mean but because not every it's not meant for everybody right you know if you're not confident in yourself and if you literally don't think you can create like an alter ego mm -hmm. to kind of go with it, then it's not for you. Yeah. Now, like you, you kind of, to a degree, you do have to be open-minded 
because you're going to run into situations that you've never encountered before in your life. And if you're not emotionally and like mentally mature to handle that, like you're going to fall flat and you're like, you're not, you're not going to believe like, Oh shit. Like how did I get myself into this you know, pickle? And you know, a lot of, I think the weirdest thing is like working at the club guys always be like, why are you doing this? The number one question. The number one question, like that customers ask me, like, "Why are you working here, huh? Why are you working here?" I'm like, "I don't know, man. Why are you here?" You know, (laughs) like they always want to ask us why we're here, but it's never like, "I don't know. Why are you here?" Yeah. And again, it's just like money issues, and you know, it's not that. Another thing is, it's just like, um, it's like, well, what if you had a daughter? You know, people always like to throw that at you. Like, oh, yeah. well, what if, what if you had a daughter? I'm like, well, first of all, like, we're all someone's daughter. Yeah. And we're all adults mm-hmm. we're, who are allowed to make our own decisions. And, you know, of course, if I had a daughter and she was like, mom, I want to be a stripper, I'd probably look at her like, you, you're joking, right? Like, <laughs> that's a good one, man. You should yeah. be a comedian instead. But, you know, I wouldn't like... I wouldn't totally downplay her. You know, I would, I would like to give her some insight, I guess, like, like what my mom wanted to do, you know, like she, I'd want to talk to her about it and just be like, look, you know, there's going to be some stuff in there that you're not going to want to do. And you have to be ready for that, you know? And of course, if I could be the one that picks her up and takes her there, like, you know, I, I'd like to be that for her, but you know, I, Again, it just comes down to being like open-minded as I guess on a parenting level. Yeah. And I can't really say my mom is the most open-minded person, but you know, it's something I've seen that she's worked on. Yeah. And I guess, you know, having me, like I'm just like this, I just like breathe like open-mindedness, you know? And so like, Mm -hmm. she's like catching whiffs of it, (laughs) you know, she kind of has no choice, but you know, if you're not, if, if I was to have a daughter, I'm not just going to be like, no, absolutely not. Yeah. Because when you tell somebody no, it just makes them want to do it more. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. 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 And it's just like with my ex, he'd be like, you're always going to do whatever you want anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, so you could you just got to let people make their own mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, I'm not a parent. I could. Yeah. I could have a kid and this totally is like goes out the window. You know, Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Guess it, it, it's different when you're in the situation. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. So I guess one of the, you know, one of the other things, you know, going into it about people judging and and stuff like that about this type of industry is that I, which I've never understood is that everyone has such an opinion on if a female is stripping, but when it comes to male strippers, it's all of those concerns or, you know, negative, you know, stigmas or anything kind of goes out the window. It's just like, oh, hey, cool. You know, you're a male stripper kind of thing. I think that just comes down to the whole like sex work or just like sex in general Mm -hmm. with men versus women. Like I hate to put that versus in there, but it's just like, you know, how come when a guy has sex with a lot of girls, like, Oh bro, you're so cool. But then when a girl has sex with a lot of guys, you're just like, you fucking whore. No, you know, like why, like why is it like that? And I don't know if I'll ever completely understand that. And I think that that kind of way of thinking has just like kind of transitioned into the stripping industry where like, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I don't, I've never met a male stripper before. Neither have I. I'm going to say, do you got a, you got a buddy? Like no, we should have him here too. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I really don't. It's just, you know, whenever you were talking about, you know, 
everything that we've talked about so far is just I kept thinking about like, well, if I was a stripper, I don't think any of this stuff would, you know, correlate or, or trans, you know, translate to to me, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Well, one thing, though, about ma- male strippers that they deal a lot with is um gay guys. Mm. Yeah. So if you were a male stripper, you'd be surprised on like what your bros might say. It'd be like, oh, man, it's so gay. You know, like, because I mean, I guess yeah, to a degree yeah. it kind of is because, um, you know, I, I've i encountered a lot of male go-go dancers, but it was always at gay clubs. Oh, okay. But a lot of them were straight. Hmm. They just do it for the extra money. I mean, there's a demand for it. Yeah. 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 And like, you know, if all you got to do is throw a little thong on and just wiggle and, you know, yeah. these drunk people come up to you. And they put some money in your thong, like, fuck it. That's like however many more dollars you walked in with. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know why it, I don't know. I think it's just like that us versus them, like the testosterone versus the estrogen. Like there's just, I think it's also just because society has always had this picture perfect view of women. Like, you know. Think about it. Women have been told how to dress for centuries, you know, with the long dresses. And eventually when all the clothes came off, it was just like, what are you doing? Like, even (laughs) even to this day, the nipple thing is still a thing. Like I was at the beach and I was just like, how come y'all can take your shirts off? But I can't like (laughs) without, you know, somebody complaining about it yeah yeah it's just it is it is taboo i guess you could say yeah yeah i don't get it either and i wish i had the answers to this but i've come to the realization that there's just some things in life you might never know yeah i mean especially we're we're in a weird time i guess with we're going from a transition I, i at least i would think and hope of going from that type of mentality to hopefully in the near future, if not, it'll book, you know, happen, in, you know, further down the line, but to where all of these types of mindsets and, and thinking kind of goes out the window mm-hmm. and it becomes to kind of really what our generation is trying to strive towards when it comes to women. Like and we are it, all equal. Yeah. It, we yeah, really exactly. are. I don't know if you ever mu- listen to Muse. Oh yeah. But they have this one song called map of the problematic and in it, he's just like, um, like, why can't they see that when we bleed, we bleed the same? I'm just like, why don't wow, y'all yeah. see that? Like, it doesn't, it really doesn't matter about anything. Cause I've always said, we're all humans. We all inhabit the earth together. Mm-hmm. Like, what are, what are y'all fighting each other for? Like, you know, we're all, we're all part of the same race. We're all the human race. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, I've just never really completely come to terms with the whole, like, uh, you know, the whole racial issues and the sexuality issues and the whole um, gender issues. It's kind of just like none of that should that that's all like layers to just like being a human, because yeah. at the end of the day, you're only human. Yeah. And I also just think it comes down to like, why can't people just mind their own business? That That's the biggest thing. I mean, yeah. it's like, you know, what does, you know, their race or what are their beliefs or their thinking or anything like that? How does that affect you? Yeah. You know, just, you know, all that should matter is what you and your own thinks and feels and who they are. And, yeah. you know, just let people be. Exactly. Yeah. But I know that's not what we came on here to talk about. Right. Yeah. We yeah. keep going off topic. Yeah. <laughs> Steered off a little bit, but we're back. Stripper talk. Yeah. 
So would you, I mean, there's a lot of points throughout our conversation where you've kind of touched on this, on this question that I'm about to ask, but if there is someone that has been either contemplating or wanting to get into this type of industry, do you have any words of wisdom or anything based off your recent experience over the past year that you can give to them? Go with your gut. Okay. Go with your gut. Like if you have a gut feeling that you should try this at least once, YOLO, do yeah. it. I feel so cliche saying that. <laughs> but at the same time, it's true. Yeah. Well, I don't know if reincarnation is real or not. Who really knows that? Yeah. But you're also only young once. Mm -hmm. This is not a career. You'll yeah. have a lot of people tell you that. And I kind of agree with it. It should not be intended as a career. But it should definitely, if you're going to go into it, it's a learning experience and you're going to yeah. learn a lot about yourself. You're going to learn a lot about other people that you might not have wanted to know. It's like opening up a can of worms. <laughs> like if you're not confident at all, don't do it. Yeah. But if you feel like you can handle it, try it out. Just see if the club will even hire you. Yeah. Cause like I went to one club first and they were like yeah we're not hiring i was like really because i called <laughs> and yeah. and typically that means you just you're not pretty enough for them yeah but i mean i went to the next club and they hired me so i was like okay yeah so i mean if you're really considering it just just show up see if they'll hire you you know see mm -hmm. where the wind takes you but also don't expect the movie hustlers oh yeah especially around here yeah i would say the only club that I would really like to work at is the St. James. Have you heard of that club before? Uh -uh. It is such a nice club. It's all the way in spring. Oh, that's probably why I never yeah, heard of it. Yeah, it's so nice. It used to be a church. Really? Yeah, like the main stage is like, I guess, like the big, <laughs> there's not even a pole. Yeah. It's just a big stage and it kind of looks like a church, yeah. but that's like a more like pristine, like one of those pristine clubs where I was like, yeah, they're going to like make sure you're not doing... Yeah. X, Y, yeah. and Z behind closed doors because the doors are never closed. Yeah. But that's a really nice club. But you actually have to have a license to work there as a dancer. There is such a thing called a stripper license. Really? And apparently in Texas, Houston's like one of the only cities that doesn't. Well, I don't know if that's true or not. Maybe it's just Texas in general. But in a lot of other places like California, New Orleans, mm -hmm. you have to have some kind of license to be a dancer. Hmm. and it's based off of the county that you're in. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, the St. James, you have to have a license to be a dancer. Do you know what entails to, you know, what you have to do to get the license? Like, do you have to, like, do, like, a test or something? I think you just have to, you have to go to the locals. And just, like, register? Yeah, you have to register. They do your fingerprints. They run a background check. Mm. Uh, you know, you pay a fee. But I think... From what I've heard, if you have any, like, prostitution charges, you're less mm. likely to get it. But then I've also heard that if you have that license and, a, and you're in a sticky situation, and if the cop really wants to, he can profile you as a prostitute for having that. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't heard, like, I've just heard it could happen. Mm -hmm. I haven't heard where it happened to somebody personally. Okay. So all I gotta say is, ladies, if you're really considering it, if you really want to go for it, just do it. But I definitely did my research. Mm -hmm. I recommend that Tussle website. 
So would you say that you have any, aside from the fight, anything like that, would you say that you have an interesting story? Absolutely. And I know there's a lot of chicks out there that are probably like, man, this girl ain't got nothing on me. You know, I only (laughs) did this for like a year. Yeah. So I can only imagine the girls who have like way more experience. And then, you know, I only worked at a topless strip club. There's like Mm -hmm. full nude ones out there. Yeah. I can only imagine what that's like. Honestly, I think that's way more in, unsanitary. Mm. Like, no, yeah, I, I can definitely see that. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't know if y'all know this. This might be a little TMI, but coochies have a really delicate pH balance. Like, yeah. really delicate. And one wrong something can totally throw it off. So I can only mm-hmm. imagine if you're giving lap dances nude all night. Yeah. what that might do to your ph balance so if you're definitely considering this definitely consider uh what kind of club you want to work at yeah definitely yeah. have you ever had an instance where you ran into someone that you actually knew like unintentionally actually no really yeah, really you know i meant to write this down but no that was that was something i really thought about like i was like fuck what am i gonna do if i see somebody i know or a, a co-worker or whatever mm-hmm. But actually, that never happened, and so, I was pretty surprised. So that same bachelor party that I was mentioning about how the mm-hmm. guy didn't want to pay for the dance, yeah. When me and my group of friends were there, just a girl just randomly walked up to us and asked if somebody wanted to dance. And as she was dancing on him, she like caught a glimpse of me, and she was like, "I know you," and I was like, "Yeah, we went what? to high school together." So we like me and all my friends had gone to high school with this girl. Yeah, and well, I guess with us because yeah. you and I went to high school as well. And so, like, the whole night, she was, like, real cool. She, like, hung out with us and, you know, everything like that. She gave us, you know, dances and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it was just, like, man, that's so weird that, like, we went to high school and you're, you know. Doing this. We're here. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Where Was that here in Houston? That was here in Houston. Oh, okay. For her privacy, I won't say her name. Yeah. And for. Um, you don't have to say the club's for, name. Yeah, for the lack of my embarrassment, I won't say the club okay. either. Okay, <laughs> yeah. That's why I was like, because I knew you lived in Lubbock for a long time. Yeah. Is yeah. there any strip clubs out there? Yeah. Because that's like Dallas-Fort Worth area, right? No. No. That's complete opposite side of, the, oh. of Texas. So da- Dallas-Fort Worth is over on the east side. Okay. So Lubbock is like as far as West Texas like you can go. So is there strip clubs out there? Oh, yeah, definitely. Really? Especially since it's a college town. So Lubbock is nothing but dirt, Texas Tech, old retired folks, alcohol, and bars and strip clubs. That well, that's it. There's, there's nothing to do there except to drink <laughs> and go to bars and stuff. So wow. yeah, there definitely is strip clubs. I personally never went to a strip club when I was when I was up there. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, I had some friends that had gone to those strip clubs, and from what they had told me, they're not really that great. Was it worth it? Yeah, basically. it definitely was worth it. It was no offense, but it was equivalent, at least from what I've heard, the Ocean's Cabaret of Lubbock. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, they weren't they weren't that great. You know, I almost considered that place as my first club mm-hmm. because I had a friend that was working there, and mm-hmm. you know, me being so nervous, I was like, okay, it'd be really nice to know somebody, you know, yeah. but. I don't know what happened to her. She went a little off the grid for a minute. So I was just like, all right, well, that's out the window. So <laughs> I literally wrote down like every club, how close they were, you know, the whole shebang. And I just mm-hmm. kind of went down my list. And that one was like pretty far down there. So I was like, well, 
none of these take me, you know, I'm sure this place will. Yeah. But yeah, I've never been there, but you know, I read the reviews on that Tussle website and yeah. I was just like, sounds like a cardboard box. Like I, some yeah. customers would literally say that <laughs> it's a cardboard box with a stage that lights up. So I've never been inside. I've been in the parking lot Ooh. because I wasn't 18, but all my friends were. Ah. And so it was like, well, I got to sit in the parking lot. You're the Uber. Yeah. So <laughs> I sat in the parking lot and my friends were only in there for like 30 minutes and they had already like ran out and they were like, yeah, we got to get the hell out of here. Oh my goodness. So apparently like one of my friends got into a fight with the guy in the bathroom. He pulled a knife on him oh and he was gosh. like, yeah, we got to get out of here. But yeah, my friends and I always make jokes that like the people that work there, Ocean's Cabaret, they have like peg legs and eye patches. Oh my and stuff goodness. Like that. Yeah, because that place is a little close to uh, Galveston, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's like right before the bridge, I believe, yeah. or right after, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, oh, yeah, I, I'm so glad I never worked there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, something, um, I don't know if we talked about this, like what led me to this decision. Yeah, yeah. Um, for the most part, you know, I was just like, I still live at home and I'd really like to make more money, mm -hmm. you know, because it is, I would say it's more fast cash than easy cash. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because, you know, you, what you make, you get to take the lot, you get to take it with you. Yeah. So, of course, like since I did start working there, I moved in. So I started working in May of 2019 and then I moved here in September. Okay. So it definitely gave me a little more financial independence as far as the money came. Mm -hmm. And then it was just like the opportunity, you know, I wouldn't say that being a stripper is like the opportunity of a lifetime, but yeah. your biological clock is definitely ticking and you know, your youth only lasts for so long. So you can definitely only reap the, the benefits of it through this job for so long. Cause I will admit I definitely saw some girls there who were past their prime <laughs> and I'm just keeping it real, but yeah, yeah, they were old yeah. and I was just like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm just like, I'm, you're minding your own business. That's what yeah. you're doing. Yeah. But at the same time, you're just like, damn, like I, I, I hope that I'm not like 50 years old and like wanting to actually go through with going back to the club yeah because from what i've researched like a lot of girls you know eventually they want to get out of it and you know it's like a little stepping stone you know it's to mm -hmm. help you out for as long as you need it and then you move on you know it's okay yeah. to miss it oh no, yeah yeah but at the end of the day it's not it shouldn't be perceived as a long-term thing in my opinion because it's you can't last a lifetime in there yeah that's for sure and just like, seriously, why not? Yeah. Like, why not do it? Yeah. You know, everybody jokes about it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know certainly my, my, my wife definitely has. She She's going back to school right now, and, you know, she was taking a test, and afterwards she was like, screw it, I'm going to be a stripper. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, go, go, go do it, you know? Yeah. But, um, you know, you know. It, hey, she knows pole tricks. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> she definitely does. You know, one of the one of the things is, you know, I don't understand why people do joke about it, if that makes sense. I mean, it is definitely a real job that real people have. Yeah. If that makes sense. So, um, I guess because people just don't take it seriously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like it, yeah. like it's almost like, uh, I can't think of a better 
way to describe it, but it literally just is like a joke to some people. It's more of a fantasy kind of thing yeah. than, than reality. Yeah, it's almost, it, I guess uh, I could compare it to OnlyFans, you know? It's just like, yeah. you know, fuck it. I'm going to just do OnlyFans for the rest of my life. Like, yeah, you you probably could. Yeah. You know, there there's people out there with them fetishes and stuff. <laughs> you know, I actually thought about making an OnlyFans for feet. You know, you're not the first person that's told me. That. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with it. There's there's nothing in terms of like nudity or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, there could be. Yeah. But I mean, people who have a foot fetish, they're mainly right? wanting for the feet. And yeah. You know, by all means, go ahead. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I've thought about it though. I'd be like, hey, that'd be funny. Yeah. Like, I mean, but you know, I don't see like again. Why would I joke about that? I guess it's just like the com- comedic sense of like being a stripper or yeah being an icon for foot fetish people like it's mm-hmm. just one of those things where it's just like what do you do for a living oh i post pictures of my feet yeah <laughs> like oh i'm a stripper <laughs> you know like people are just like what no way like yeah. you know they just don't take it seriously and honestly they kind of should because yeah it's a very real job where Feelings get involved and situations can arise out of it. Yeah. Good, good and bad. Yeah. Very, it can, it can go, it can, what's the word? Uh, it can escalate really quickly mm-hmm. if you're not, I guess, uh, focused. Focused, prepared. Yeah. 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 yeah, definitely. And especially if, you know, people are offering you drinks left and right, like oh, yeah. all night. Yeah. You can get caught up in the moment really quick. Yeah. So. I can really see like younger younger women being like that you know mm-hmm. they're, they're they're young they don't have really any real life experience mm-hmm. especially in the industry so i can definitely see that happening to younger women and that's why pimps can get them so easily because they're mm. so naive yeah and a lot of clubs like i mean they say they don't hire you unless you're 21 but there's like 18 like they'll hire you if you're 18 sometimes yeah a lot of the time i guess it really just depends on the club yeah yeah Sometimes I do wish I had, like, done it when I was, like, fresh out of high school. Really? Yeah, because I just wonder, like, I wonder how different I would have turned out, you know? Like, my mindset, I would have been a totally different person. Totally different. Like, I probably wouldn't have dreaded my hair at all. Yeah, I mean, you you liked your hair that way, though, huh? I did. Yeah. I did. And now that it's gone, I like it even more. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, I like it even more now, but... To go into that, like, being such a young person, the stripping, mm-hmm. like, it, it'd be a lot harder to keep it a secret, especially from, like, my parents, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, to a degree, I'm pretty happy that I waited until this long. Like, yeah. no, I would have, I remember this one girl told me, she was like, yeah, you're too old to have a sugar daddy. And I was just like, okay, <laughs> like, not looking for one, but okay. Yeah. Like, I was just like, whatever, dude. Because yeah. she's, like, 19. Just, mm. like, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like, and, and I mean, if you think about it, though, I mean, it sometimes it, it possibly, depending on who it is, and maybe in your case, it is better that you did wait. Yeah. I mean, because you now you have, you know, real-world experience. You're, of course, you're smarter than you were, you oh, know, yes. back then. Absolutely. You know, so, I mean, I, I kind of feel that, you know, it's probably best that you did wait. Definitely not as gullible as it used to be. <laughs> I That's... think I think we all are. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm a completely different person than I was right out of high school. Yeah, completely different. I've, I definitely think it helped me find a different side of myself mm-hmm. that 
I never would have found without it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because you meet so many people in there, and there's some people you'll never forget. Yeah. But then there's also some people where you're like, could have gone the rest of my life would never meet you. Yeah. <laughs> like, for real. There's just, you meet so many people, and a lot of those people, like, they don't even want like the end result like they don't want to fuck you basically Mm -hmm. but like because some people are genuine they literally see you for what you are which is just a human being trying to make it in this world and you're using this job to get yourself through there because i would always be like oh yeah i'm in school you know that's why i work here you know like and of course that would shut them up real quick so i always knew that and like just some of those people that you know they're just so genuine genuine and to this day, like some of them will still text me and they'll just be like, hey, girl, like, I hope you're doing good. I miss you. Like, yeah. you know, it's never they never are, are too pushy. Just like, oh, yeah, I miss you. <laughs> you know, what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, they genuinely were because there was a couple of dudes where I literally would just go hang out with them mm-hmm. and we just go to like a bar somewhere just get some drinks and just like hang out because they were cool yeah. i was cool and you know i would never like i remember this one guy he was like all right you want any money because like i know how this goes and i was like nah dude like we're just chilling you yeah. know like so it definitely kind of brought out a little more spontaneity in me because i came to a point in my life where i was definitely not as spontaneous as i used to be mm-hmm. and i think working at the club that definitely it kind of suppressed it a little bit because working at the club already was like a spontaneous thing to do and to be at. And then of course, not wanting a lot of people to know about it. I definitely fell back a lot on my privacy. Like I wasn't Mm. posting things as much. Um, You know, just people be like, what are you up to? I'm just like, oh, nothing. You know, (laughs) I'm I'm minding my own business. What are you up to? You know, like, so I definitely have become a more private person Mm -hmm. out of this. And I think that's something I needed a lot of because I remember I'd always be posting like bullshit pictures of bullshit things like, you know, for attention or whatever. And now I definitely I like if if I post something and it gains some attention, like that's just a bonus. Like because you should post something for the sake of just posting it, not for the sake of like. How many likes am I going to get out of this? Yeah, you all know? the attention and stuff. Yeah, yeah, for the sake of attention. Yeah. For sure. That's definitely a, a different conversation for a different time. But, you know, the whole toxicity of the internet and that social media nowadays. It's, yeah. It's it's wild. And, you know, just people, that's all they, like, focus on and care about. And they just, everything else around them, it just doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. So. For sure. Kind of jumping back to you know, the whole male and female type situation. Is there a lot of females that go into these types of strip clubs? Because I know I have a lot of female friends that love going to strip clubs. I can say that at the club I worked at, I hardly, it was pretty, it was like, it was like a, like a, like a dog walking on its hind legs, you know, like you don't see it very often, but when Uh you do, you're just like, ah, dang look at that yeah a bunch of girls like you know like no i mean it does happen like especially on the weekends Mm -hmm. but again like with the coronavirus that's that's like kind of what i mean by that how it used to be i don't know how 
often just like people are randomly like getting that wild hair up their butt and wanting to go to the strip club. Mm -hmm. And so I would say for the most part, um, it was mostly dudes yeah. for the most part. Every now and then I would see like a group of girls and, you know, they all go to the stage together and mm. just like tip, tip a girl that's on the stage. And, you know, of course, sometimes you can always tell when it's somebody's first time. Cause they're, they're like, so <laughs> they're like so nervous to like lift your thong up and like, yeah. you know, they, they're just like, but I, you know, I had given girls lap dances before. They mm -hmm. were always way more fun. Oh, so yeah. that's, that's what I've heard. So it's like, so, you know, me and my friends will be out and, you know, our wives will be with us and mm -hmm. they'll all be drinking. Of course, I don't drink. So, you know, I'll typically drive or, you know, anything like that. And they're like, all it's mainly always the girls. Let's go to a strip club. Really? And, yeah, all the time. Wow. Yeah. I guess I could see why because, you know, it's so out of their element. Uh -huh. You know, they want to see something that they've never well, I mean, I can't say they've never seen it before, but, you know. It's they've just never like, probably experienced it, maybe. Yeah, or, yeah. maybe maybe it's like that wild hair that's just like, let's do it. It's now or never. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I can say I've, well, I've gone to the club as, as a customer before, but mm -hmm. it's definitely not something I do all the time because, you know, I do like to support the dancers like yeah, yeah. you know even uh if i knew it was like a slow night and if the dancer on stage if i was cool with her like yeah i'd like throw her like 10 bucks you know just because yeah. sometimes that's what you need to try to get like more people to tip like yeah and i mean i get it some guys are shy they don't want to like go up to the stage they're just too <laughs> shy to do that but yeah but yeah so, i one of my friends actually says she still she always wanted to go when I was working there because she's oh, never really? been there. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just like that feminine energy. You know, they want to be surrounded by ass and titties too. Yeah. 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 I guess that makes sense. Like, you know, girls do have more fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So one of the, uh, one of the other things that I've always thought about because I've heard both sides of the coin type of, you know, yes, yes. You know, this industry does and no, this industry doesn't. But what are the tax situation like, like, you know, in terms of, Ooh. you know, federal taxes and stuff? Because I, I have heard, um, you know, yes, strippers do pay taxes, but I've also heard, no, we don't. And I guess whenever you brought up earlier the whole licenses situation, mm -hmm. I think maybe if you are licensed, that is like a mandatory type thing. Yeah. But if you're not, I'm assuming maybe not. When you get hired, you definitely have to sign like a W-2 form. Mm-hmm. But technically, you're hired as a private contractor. Mm, okay. So I think realistically, like logistically, you should put it down on your taxes. Like you should be writing down how much money you make each shift. Yeah. Um, how much money you're paying out to the club. Um, they That was something I found in like my Reddit research was to save your receipts and on all your outfits mm -hmm. whenever you get your hair done your nails done save your receipts because that's like part of your uniform yeah you can yeah. write it off on your taxes but you're still gonna have to save a portion of your money that you own that you owe mm -hmm. to for the irs yeah so but you're right with the with the license i could totally see how you can't really go around that because yeah. they're gonna they know, mm -hmm. you know, yeah that, yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah, but I guess um, if maybe that really was your only job, mm -hmm. you know, if you're going to have 
some i don't know i don't know how that would work especially if you have a house or an apartment like because you have to have some proof of income yeah I mean, then how did you get the house how did yeah, you get the apartment you know, exactly yeah. Yeah. but i mean unless you're like al capone you know <laughs> i don't think they're gonna try to come after you <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah definitely did did you have any you know we've we've been recording for about two hours now really yeah it does Woo! it doesn't seem like two hours right yeah well yeah well, kind of, yeah. Okay. We're sitting here in the heat. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little toasty in here. Yeah, it's a hot day in Texas. Yes. Um, did you have any final remarks or any words of wisdom you want to spit out? Ladies, if you ever need somebody to talk to, you can always find me at Jade Weird on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook. That is my name across the board. And if you see another Jade Weird out there who isn't me, that's totally some other pretentious Jay trying to steal my thunder. So please let me know if you find that. I'd really appreciate it. But you can always ask me for advice if you're ever considering this line of work. Because I know it's always nice to have somebody to talk to about it. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast and telling your story, sharing your experiences. I know it'll definitely be helpful for at least someone. Anytime. So, yeah. I can't wait for next time. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You're always welcome back on the podcast. I honestly, anybody is. And if you're out there and you want to be on the podcast, do not be scared to reach out to me. Everyone's scared for some reason. It's, it's, there's, there's, there's nothing to it. Don't be scared, y'all. <laughs> don't be scared. The microphone don't bite. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, everyone. Well, I appreciate if you listened in for the full two hours and listened in this far. I appreciate every single one of you. Thank and you. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.